This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Big announcement that happened as we continue to grapple and have to deal with load shedding on a daily basis. Yesterday, the Minister of Minerals and Energy, Gwede Mantashe, announced eight successful bidders to produce independent power. The tender for 2,000 megawatts was launched two years ago when South Africa suffered some of the worst power cuts in a decade and is aimed to find the cheapest and quickest options to ease a shortage that has caused the economy billions of rand. The power producers will provide a combination of power product contributions uh, to take the strain of ESCOM and offer relief to the ailing system. Let's hear from the DG uh, in the Department of Mineral Resources, Advocate Tabo Mukwena. Good morning, Mr. Mukwena. Thank you for your time. Good morning, TT, and also good morning to your listeners. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, let's talk about uh, the eight successful bidders. Maybe start with just giving us a profile in terms of the criteria that they had to meet in order to be successful. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, TT. We looked at a number of aspects uh, for the companies that, uh, you know, have been uh, considered for the 2000 uh, risk mitigation independent power producer procurement program. Now, as you are aware that um, this is quite a complex uh, work, now the companies had to comply with what we call a list cost, uh, which means then there must be affordability Mm -hmm. and also, you know, the consumer uh, doesn't need to to pay a lot. And now looking at the different uh, technologies. Now, the other one would be uh, a list regret, that is, uh, you know, a proper alignment and interface with the the long-term procurement program. Uh, as you know, that in 2019 we promulgated or gazetted the RP 2019, which uh, strives to minimise the impact of, I mean, the impact on government's balance sheet. And so this is very important. Now we also looked at the quick uh, collection, as well as the grid availability and. You know, the other one would be system mm. requirements and economic transformation. Right. Now, mm. all these companies, uh, because we have appointed the transactional advisors through the IPP office, now, these transactional advisors, you know, they were constituted by people with technical capabilities, mm. legal capabilities, and also the financial expertise. And so they have done a very good work, I mean, you know, by making sure that uh, all these uh, requirements Hmm. are complied with. Okay, I see, for example, that one of the successful bidders uh, is a Turkish uh, company, um, Car Powership. what then will the, in terms of the empowerment element that you put in there, for example, will a company like that, uh, uh, in order to to be successful, what would they have to show from an empowerment point of view in terms of uh, um, the, 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 the stake, the, 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 the equity within these companies? How does that work? What is the prescribed amount? The, the requirement um, is that, uh, you know, there must be, uh, 49% uh, South African shareholding mm-hmm. 
uh, in any foreign-owned uh, company. Mm. Now, we also have uh, 30% uh, BEE, and so that that that's what they have actually, you know, uh, they had to comply with, mm. and so they have complied with those requirements. And we believe that uh, in terms of empowerment, mm. it must not only be about shareholding, right. it must also be uh, a participation of these uh, shareholders also in the operations so that in the near future they must also be able to stand on their own and so we are quite uh, pretty well aligned when it comes to that and uh, that also served as uh, the key requirement for the successful uh, you know uh, bidders. Mm-hmm. Once they do, and I see it's quite a variety in terms of the energy mix here, in terms of what they will be offering at this stage. I mean, I mean, this tire car power, car power ship one is particularly interesting that they generate power uh, offshore on ships. Uh, what are the other companies going to be offering? Yes, we also have, uh, you know, a wind uh, as well as, uh, you know, as we have correctly mentioned, uh, gas. And so those are some of the, as we have indicated, that we are not actually specific in terms of the technology. Okay. Uh, we want a variety of technologies. Mm-hmm. Remember, Titi, that uh, uh, this is a, a risk uh, mitigation, you know, mm-hmm. um, as we, we have explained, that uh, we would want to get uh, power into the grid as soon as possible. Um, we issued a request for information. Now, out of that process, uh, you know, some companies committed that in the next three to six months, they will be able to supply uh, power into the grid. And we also have those that made a commitment of uh, 12 to, yes, I mean, uh, six to 12 months. And so that is why the connection will come into the grid uh, around August 2022. Mm-hmm. And with the, the last connection, um, you know, that uh, we are expecting to be, in uh, December 2022. From a capital investment point of view, who funds these uh, projects? I mean, are they completely uh, self-funded in the sense that uh, all of these successful bidders have to go and source their own funding? Is there or is there a role that government plays? Well, we also have uh, developmental financial institutions that have also uh, supported, uh, you know, some of the companies. And so, of course, I mean, you have commercial banks as well that um, have also assisted. We have a, a variety of uh, uh, financial institutions that, uh, you know, are supporting or have supported uh, the bidders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gather, obviously, we, because as far as distribution is concerned, that is uh, the sole domain at the moment of uh, ESCOM. So does this mean that ESCOM will then be required to procure from these um, these uh, producers? And in as far as what the cost are to or what they will have to pay, where will that be regulated or will that be purely a, a, a discussion that will happen between the, power, the producers and ESCOM? Um, I'm sure, Titi, I don't know if uh, you followed the media briefing yesterday, but if not, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Let me just explain that point. We did explain that, um, you know, this is a more of an inclusive process whereby the Department of Public Enterprise, the National Treasury, ESCOM, they, they had to participate, you know, before we can start even, you know, evaluating, including the TIC, 
And so everything is well aligned. And mm-hmm. uh, this was done in consultation with ESCOM and other relevant uh, departments. Okay. And so in terms of the agreement, and that, that has been sorted already. And so ESCOM will be, you know, uh, buying from uh, all these companies. I have a message from one of our listeners table who says that uh, Eskom should create their own renewable energy plant. It will be cheaper and create real jobs. The capacity and capabilities available in the country. That, in fact, is something that has been factored into and Eskom will be able to participate in the next phase. Is that correct? Absolutely. In terms of the, the policy of government, we have made it that very clear that uh, ESCOM can also participate like any other uh, body else or those companies that are participating. 2,000 megawatts, just place it into perspective for us and uh, in terms of uh, what kind of increase or additional um, um, power it will bring to the grid. How much will that amount to, maybe as a percentage of what we currently have? Well, it is quite uh, significant, um, you know, I may not be able to give the exact uh, figure, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, as you know, that uh, ESCOM was taking about uh, 5,000 uh, megawatts, 4,000 to 5,000 uh, uh, megawatts that it would be required. But then when you look at the 2,000, it will really, you know, help in easing the pressure that uh, ESCOM is currently uh, faced with. Mm. And just to add that, by the way, the fact that most of these in this phase and this window are renewables, that's not to say that coal is now off the table because I see the next bid window will actually be open to coal as well. Absolutely. We have uh, different sources of energy. Uh, the next phase, um, as you, you, you know, that I mean, uh, bid window six will be coming out very soon the 2,600 megawatts um, of uh, PV and wind will be coming out. And so we're also looking at between the seven where coal would also be coming out. That is 1,500. Mm-hmm. We also have gas with uh, 3,000. And so, yes, I mean, and there is an appetite, of course, you know, of um, you know people participating uh, in between the six and between the seven. And coal is there. Remember that uh, coal is still very key for our you know, base load. And mm-hmm. So um, we need, uh, you know, security of energy. Right. That is why from a planning point of view or policy point of view, we have made it very clear that, uh, you know, we need to be very systematic as we are talking of the just transition, but we can't just abandon what we are having, which is our strong uh, you know, a capability or base mm. load, uh, you know, in terms of uh, Got you. Yeah. power supply. Yes. Mr. Mugwena, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Titi. Director General uh, in the Department of Mineral Resources, uh, Tabo Mugwena. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.